A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Welcome back to Rick Shields Golf Show Podcast, everybody. I'm your host, Rick Shields. I'm here with co-host Guy. Um... Episode number 108. 109. 109. I feel like 108 was so memorable. I wanted to kind of say it again, but 109. Well, you've it? actually got the name of the podcast wrong, Rick. This is, what you don't, I don't think you know the new name. I've renamed the podcast. Oh. This is now, ready for this, drum roll please. Diddle, diddle, diddle. The We Love Tommy Fleetwood Appreciation Society podcast. All right. <laughs> well, I was going to go with three other options. It was either the Rick Shields Badminton Show, the yep. Rick Shields F1 Show. <laughs> Or uh, or that the soccer that, show that have been my third option. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> soccer show. I've gone off soccer. Yeah. That's not. That's not. That's like, very last year. That's like my fourth favorite sport now. Exactly. Um, it was good last week, wasn't it? Last week, well, there was last week's podcast was good, I think, and it seems to go down well with really people. Good. Um, we've also since filmed with Tommy Fleet with the video we wanted to film, which yeah. is out this week, which we could talk about to some degree. We can't give away the res- the um, results, but talk to me about the video with Tommy. Yeah, so, well, obviously, the last... When we did the podcast with Tommy, was filmed on the 1st of December, and we are at JCB, ready to pl- spend a full day filming, um, and then do the podcast after. And then, because it kind of snowed... Oh, it was actually the 2nd of December we filmed it in the end. Weirdly, it just snowed around JCB, so all the greens were frozen, everything was white. Obviously, we talked about it on the podcast. Nothing changed that day, so we basically filmed the coaching video, which is coming out soon as well, which I think you're going to really enjoy. Five fantastic tips from one of the world's best golfers, Tommy Fleetwood. Um, so that's going to come out soon. But then we rearranged, and I didn't want to bank on it until we definitely filmed mm. it, because sometimes things can happen... Weather can change. Tommy Fleetwood decides he doesn't like me. Whatever it is, <laughs> things can change. So anyway, luckily, we managed to lock it in. Friday, just gone. Um, a very mixed day of weather still. Yes. wasn't ideal, was it? No. <laughs> it was cold. It was um, windy in parts. Suddenly then it was sunny. Yeah. Then it was raining, torrential rain, biblical wa- rain. But I tell you what, give credit to Tommy, and I'm sure I'll I explain it in the video as well. For somebody who is one of the best golfers in the world, who's played in the, the best golf tournaments around the best golf courses, obviously JCB is an amazing golf course, but how like how good was he? Unbelievable. He was such <laughs> a nice like you've guy. you've become like a super fan. I thought, well, as I said, I kind of grew up knowing who he was. I said that in the podcast because he was this guy that was really, really good at golf that was the same age as me at the time, was a giant, which is weird because he's not that big anymore, no. which he said in the podcast again. But he actually is exactly what you see. And to the point where I almost forgot after we'd filmed him how who he was, if that makes sense. He just became like one of us, didn't he? He just fitted in he so he, well. He said he wanted to be part of the team. He was um, he was just a nice guy. Very nice guy. So the video we filmed, again, we hinted it in the last podcast, 
it was me against Tommy Fleetwood around JCB, which is a golf course that I've had mixed fortune round. A couple of times, it's absolutely beat me to death. The one time, trophy up there on the corner, actually won a trophy with my pals playing there. The only thing is that with that one, it's a little bit of an asterisk. There was no cameras that time. So like, I've been there for the rounds you played. It was that one. It's like, oh, yeah, I played really well. It wasn't on film, though. I just made a trophy <laughs> of myself. <laughs> I just went to the trophy shop and went, I need a trophy. <laughs> um, so, yeah, so this time, playing off, Pretty much the back tees, um, me versus Tommy Fleetwood, but with a twist. Well, there's a twist because, that being rude, Rick, you're a decent golfer. I mean, I beat I'm you when Tommy we play Fleetwood. and stuff, I'm but not, like... <laughs> I'm not Tommy Fleetwood-esque. You're not Tommy Fleetwood-esque. Obviously, there's only 39 people officially in the world who are better than Tommy Fleetwood at the moment in time. Um, so, you two playing a round of stroke play, there's going to be only one winner there, Rick. 100%. Let's be honest. So, let's bring the old handicap system into play. With a handicap system, how many shots would you get? Would it be one? Would it be two? Would it be five? Let's go simple. You turn pro off. Four. He turned pro off. Plus six. So there's a 10-shot difference there. Yeah. So you played golf with Tommy. He started off level par, obviously. It's a normal game of golf. But you started off 10 under par. Nice. So it was a good feeling. It was like a bit of a nervous feeling, but it was a good feeling. Um, So video of that coming soon. Again, we're not going to give away the results. There was some very good play. There was some very dodgy play in there. Um, And again, I don't want to give it away at all. I think you're going to really, really enjoy watching the video. 100%. And I think, you know, something that actually I thought really stood out from your I feel like you're looking around or something. Where's the red, where's the red light? It was on, on the me cameras? then. Now oh, right, it's on. I can see him. Rick wants the camera stick running it on constantly. Me. Yeah, yeah stick it on Rick. Yeah, he's heard on. There's no red no red light. It, it's on. Okay. Um, I'll trust you. Put it on me a sec. So this outfit I'm wearing today is my janitor's outfit. Every time I wear this outfit, people comment on the video saying like a high school janitor in America. Aww. And if you Google high school janitor, I actually do look like you, a high school. So if you look agree? at that. Wait there. Oh, it's gone off now. One sec. This is rubbish if you're just listening to the podcast. So I suggest you go and watch it. But look at that, Rick. I look like a high school. <laughs> Don't I? Yeah, you do. <laughs> yeah. I didn't realize. It's just like weird co- coat thing I've got on. I've got no clothes. I'm right, hoping so Father Christmas gets some clothes because I've got absolutely nothing. Um, I was going to say then. Oh, yeah. So you start off 10 under par. Yeah. And again, without giving the video away, there's a few bogeys in there. You seem to not get as annoyed or whatever with bogeys. You're like, Oh, I'm now nine under or whatever. Yeah, of course, it's a nice feeling. Well, that's what I mean. So, like, weirdly, let's say if you're a 10 handicap golfer and you go and play a stroke play event. Now, in theory, the advice would be don't think about your score, just play each hole, write it on the scorecard, and go to the next. But actually, if a 10 handicap went out on the golf course and stroke play, come and said, Right, I'm 10 under par today. Yeah. I bet they'd actually play better. Yeah, that's quite a good thought. It's a double bogey, once late under. Yeah. That's actually a really good way, I think. And even, even let's say, when you get back to level, or you do go over to one over your handicap. I think, well, only one hole, I can get this back exactly. to level. Yeah, it's quite a good way of thinking, actually. Um, so, yeah, video of that coming soon. Tommy was phenomenal. Um, and I honestly think you're going to really, really enjoy it. They are my favourite kind of videos that we do because not only are we an amazing golf course watching golf, which obviously people, people want to do on the channel, but with Tommy, who's obviously one of the best in the world, but came across so well. And that's the kind of thing, I think, when we have this chance to work with tour pros, we want to try and do something that's different to what yep. you normally see on, like, as, you know, as good a job of, like, Sky Sports do. The golfers in that situation are very kind of in work mode and giving the kind of nice answers and stuff. So I feel like we get a really nice side of them. Like, when we 100%. did, obviously, with Sam, um, Sam Horsfield, now with Tommy, we've obviously done stuff with, like, Minwoo Lee, even James Robinson, who was who's now not a tour player, but he was. I feel like we really get into them. And 
the videos that have been the most entertaining, and it's proven this, certainly with Sam Horsfield around the average golf course, what can he shoot? I think this video concept, again, asks a question that people are going to want to know the answer to. 100%. So if this, basically, if this doesn't hit 5 million views in the first couple of weeks, it's a failure. Yes. Um, anything over 10 million, we'd <laughs> consider it a success. <laughs> I've got a new um, interest. Okay. So F1? No. We'll come on to F1 in a bit because I'm not that bothered with F1. It's just men in the car. Um, but. And referees. JCB, yeah. JCB, which is obviously where this video with Tommy was, was uh, filmed, we've been to a number of times now. Yep. It's a phenomenal golf course. And weirdly, although I've played it once and walked around it two or three times now, uh, whatever, I actually appreciate it more walking around it because yep. you you see more of the golf course, you look at stuff differently. And it's awesome. The unique thing with JCB is very kind of exclusive to play. You can't just rock up and pay and you can't just become a member. They have like a corporate membership system. And it got me thinking and researching the most exclusive golf course in the country. And I've become a little bit obsessed with these golf courses because we talk, talked about a few the other day when we were with... Yeah, uh, I could probably name a few. So there's, a, there's an article on golfmonthly.com. Um, Can I try and name a few? Go on. Got, well, there's there's, there's 10 on this list. Now, it's not an official, like the, but like there's 10. That, so let's see. So this you... is really exclusive golf clubs? Yes. Okay. Beaverbrook? Yes. Queenswood? Yes. Um, oh, um, what's that one called? Um, uh, Wisley? Yes. Uh, Wentworth? Yes. Okay. Doing very well here. So I feel like Wentworth changed. I think you could have been a member. Now it's really gone super exclusive. There's one that you've not said that would... JCB? Yes. So that's five. And is it England only or is it UK? Uh, it's actually, it actually says UK, but I think there's one that I know you've played at for sure, which is not in England. Renaissance? Oh, wow. That wasn't what I was going to say, but yeah, that is on there. Okay. You're doing in, unbelievably good at this. Um, so I've got four more to go. And there's one I've played. There's one you've... I didn't think... I know you played Renaissance, but I didn't think of that one. This one you've definitely played. Not... I don't think in a work capacity as such, but you've played there. Um, oh, God. You'll, you'll know it when you, when you... You'll know it when you know it. So I've got four more to go. Give me the three that I don't know, because I think I'm struggling So there's Centurion. Oh, yeah, it's Centurion. Yeah, apparently so. Wow. Um, okay. Skibo Castle. Skibo Castle. Skibo Castle, the Carnegie yeah. Club. Yeah. Um, and then Burwood Lakes, which I didn't realise was... Oh, bloody hell. Is that what the Zuno yeah, is? is that ex- is. I didn't yeah, know that. And the last one... Do you want... The one that I've played, but... So I've done Centurion. You played there. There's some links, some ex-footballers. Managers. Wait, wait, wait. Managers, footballers, managers... Oh, I don't know then. I was going to say St. George's Hill. Harry's just text. Lot Lomond. Oh, is Harry just said it? Yeah. <laughs> Lot Lomond, of course. But, um... So it, out of that 10, how many have how I many think you basically got seven, I think. How many have I played? Well, you've played. You've not played Queenwood, have you? No. Have you played Wentworth? Yes. Yeah. Have you played the Wisley? No. I've been, but I've not Beaver played Brook? No. Burwood Lakes? Yeah. JCB, obviously. Yeah. That's Skibo Castle? No. Lot Lomond, you have? Yeah. Centurion? Yeah. Renaissance. Yeah. That's it. Wow, is Centurion like... where we went to for the... And Van Damme? Yeah. It's where Seb's a member. Yeah, yeah, I didn't know I that didn't, was that. No, I didn't think it was, to be honest. But what was mad, so I think you'll know much better than I do. I feel like Queenwood's the one I have heard of that's yeah. ridiculous. Apparently, it costs about £200,000 to join. And if you go onto the website, I actually went... It's dead hard to find the actual website. And if you do get onto it, it's literally got this really nice, like, website. And you can't go on anything other than member or guest. And you click on either of those, so you have to, like, log in. Yeah. The only other part of the website you can get onto is the careers. If there's obviously advertising like chefs and bar staff, etc., there's nothing else you can see on there. From what I understand as well, it's Queenwood that's super uh, protective about like when people go like taking pictures. Really? Or, yeah, they they almost vet it. 
Um, does it make you want to play him more? A little bit. Yeah, it does me. A little bit. I saw a question actually in the podcast group a while ago, and I, I can't remember what the response was around it, but it was interesting. Kind of linked this to some degree, and it was somebody saying that like you know these top courses that host the Open and stuff, how expensive they are, and yeah. you know some of the top courses in the country and in, in the UK, how you know they, they literally cost upwards of three, four, five hundred pounds sometimes, yeah. and is that kind of against this whole growing the game initiative that people talk about, you know, right, rightly or wrongly? I've weirdly not got a problem with these golf courses charging a fortune to play because it's kind of supply and demand, isn't it? Of course it is. Everyone knows you can go and play your local Muni for probably £10 or even less in some instances or, you know, a decent track you can go on to for 20, 30 quid. You know, it's a driving range, they can be cheap, etc. If there's a golf course that hosts the Open that charges a fortune, how do you, does it bother you? Do you feel offended by it? Or I can no, get why people would be, but... Because, again, I'm not... I'm not agreeing sometimes with the actual price itself, but the concept of the price being more expensive is because when you go to an amazing golf course, like a Royal Birkdale, which I'm sure is, is expensive to play, the quality is unbelievable, isn't yeah. it? The service you get, the, the greens are going to be fantastic, the tees, the fairways, the layout, the history. Yeah, You're walking down the fairway. of the, of Tiger Woods has walked down that fairway. John Spieth has won there. Yeah. Like Padre Carrington has won there. You're walking down the fairways of greats, and there's not many sports you get a, you get to do that. No, you can't go and play at Wembley. You can't go and play at the bloody Super Bowl Stadium or whatever that is. <laughs> that is. Um, so it's expensive, yet it's supply and demand. But also, I think that expense kind of makes it enough. Um, what's the right word? It gets reinvested back into the golf course to keep the upkeep great but if you did charge two less imagine the footfall that yeah. you get like a local muni is all about mass yes and you want those places you want a 10 pound green fee but be honest if you play a 10 pound green fee what type of facility of golf course standard are you, are you expecting it's probably not going to be the same as raw Burtdale, is it and, and, and also i think with these courses weirdly in my mind anyway people might have different opinions you're not paying necessarily for the course now as good as the actual condition will be in my opinion no golf course is worth 20 pound per hole no like 360 quid which some of these are charging of course you're paying to almost tick it off the bucket list aren't you so you're paying like for that experience as opposed to the actual obviously it is partly for the golf course but it's even like the old course there's some a lot of holes at the old course are very average i don't even remember them yeah there's obviously a handful that are so iconic but you're paying when you go into the old course if you can get on it for the sake of playing the old course aren't Gosh, you right. so when somebody asks if you play the old course you go oh yeah, yeah. i played the old course yeah it, it's it's slightly hard for me to comment on because I'm, I'm in a very fortunate position that i i get quite well looked after with green fees and stuff so it is hard for me to comment but it's it's there are different types of golf courses for different levels of budgets and yes. if you can go and treat yourself to a lovely golf course and you enjoy it do it if you think that that's out your price range or you don't think you'll benefit from it, don't worry. There's lots of other options. It's a bit like going to a driving range as well. Like, I used to work at Trafford. And it used to get, always used to get, well, it still might do, kind of get a little bit slagged off about the price of golf balls, etc. But when you go to a facility like that, it's a really good experience. Like, the mats are fantastic. The golf balls are brilliant. The targets you hit towards are brilliant. It's all really well lit. You've got mirrors. You've got nice service. Like, you pay for all of that, don't you? You can go to a driving range where 
you go to till and pay one pound for a hundred balls, yeah. but you don't get a smile. You don't get a nice well, warm welcome. The mats are like concrete. You've got no real targets to go to. There's nothing lit up or nothing light. So you, unfortunately, there are times where you do have to pay for the experience and the quality. This is why, though, sometimes as well, and again, I completely get people's opinion on, on this topic, but it kind of semi-annoys me as a golfer when people, and it's only golfers do this as well, people, golfers give it a bad rap for being too expensive. And I think that's because once you get into your golf and you get kind of keen on it, you, you want the new tailor-made driver because the marketing's so good. You want to go and play at Burtdale because you hear such good things about yeah. it. I'm on the Sports Direct website now. And there's obviously other retailers in England who sell cheap golf stuff. Golf shoes on here for 12 quid. Yeah, that's good, that, isn't it? Now, they'd obviously probably find <laughs> them the most comfortable and stuff. But you think you do need a lot of gear for golf, you need a lot of courses, maybe not on, on munis, but a typical golf course, you might need to wear proper golf shoes, pants, you know, polo and have gear. But in reality, most people own a pair of trousers. Yeah. Most people own a polo shirt. Like that, you can get pants for 12 quid. We know you can get a package set for 70 quid. Get a few balls. It isn't actually that expensive, no. but it's only expensive if you want the top, top stuff. Correct. But equally, what's weird is a lot of people that want the top, top stuff are also the people that say, oh, new drivers are no better than they were five years ago. Yeah. Well, if that's the case, why are you moaning about the price of the new tailor-made being 500 quid? Because yeah. you've almost said it doesn't matter. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? hundred percent, no, no, and and that's that's in any walk of life. Like you do want the, the more expensive things are more desirable. That's just what what it is. 100%. It's marketing. It's 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 brand snobbery of of some sorts. It's it's your own um, almost what's the right word? Almost like self worth. Almost like you're rewarding yourself for it. You want to show off to your mates and stuff. So fortunately, all that does cost in any walk of life. It's a bit like a car. Mm. Like if you want a nice car. It's not going to get you from A to B any better, but you want to show off that you got a nice car. Like you want to have the nice alloys and the fancy upgrades and the and like you want all that, but you got to pay for it. Yeah, like, it's just how it is. The way of the world, Rick. The way of the world. Do you want some emails? Let's do it. So um, we did actually. I was going to say we didn't do one last week with Tom. We did. We did the um, dear Rick, and we did the confessions last one. Yeah. If uh, if anyone from uh, Beaver Brooks, Queenwood. Or any of the top ten exclusive golf <laughs> courses that I've not played. Want to get in contact? Feel free to email. I'll happily come down and. You know what I think that's weird about that though. They actually <laughs> wouldn't want you to come make a video with me. That's, no. that's what's mad about it. It's like they don't want. They almost want you. They'll pay you not to come make a video. <laughs> okay. If you want to pay me not to come and do a video, <laughs> yeah, that's a good way of doing it. So if you want your email uh, read out on the show, which obviously everybody does, email podcast at rickshields.com. Um, I think next week we are going to pick the winner for the head cover we, we did. Oh, we still yes, had lots of people nice. emailing with that. So it's like, we don't want to, people, not everybody listens to the podcast the week comes out. What? Some are, yeah, I know. Some people are a few weeks behind. So if you want um, to be in for a chance of winning that exclusive merch, email us podcast at rickshields.com with a screenshot of your subscription or the fact that you've rated the podcast on Apple. That would be really good. You'll put into the draw. Perfect. But this week we've got a dear Rick and a confession. Nice. Now what I like with this week's confession is it's not the... You know, it's not a, it's not the worst of like the one we think. Oh, it's just a kind of nice, like little soft one. But I think I'm very keen to That's hear. <laughs> That's what she said. Um, no, that's what she didn't say. Um, <laughs> um, okay, you ready? Go for it, dear Rick. Yes. Please read my confession. This story has been looming over me for a couple of years now, and I need some assistance to know whether I can rid myself of my golfing guilt. During a round with my dad and my younger brother and a mate at Rockcliffe Hall. Which where nice. Rick's played recently. I did what I have, and many of us have done countless times before on the p- famous par 3 fifth. 
For those uh, insane listeners, he says, who haven't seen Rick's recent video at Rockcliffe, it's a short par three with a massive island green. I dunked it straight into the water off the tee. Okay. This is where the confession starts. I was naturally disappointed and immediately threw away, threw another ball out of my pocket onto the tee box and hit another shot. There is a drop zone further down, but given this was a friendly round, I wanted to hit another one off the tee and kind of actually play the hole properly. It's a bit more fun. I absolutely striped my second attempt. Lo and behold, the ball landed softly on the green before rolling straight into the hole. Unreal scenes. We all celebrated as if it was a hole-in-one, but quite rightly we scored it down as a par, which it was. Knowing that etiquette dictates you need to buy a round of drinks the entire clubhouse after getting a hole-in-one. As a student, I was glad to know that this time the actual course um, clubhouse was shut because of the COVID rules at the time. Yeah. Regardless, we still decided to go for a drink at a local pub that was open. As we walked in, my mate noticed that there were some others in the pub wearing golf gear and asked them if they'd have been at playing at Rockcliffe that day, to which they replied, yes, we have. My mate told them that I had got a hole in one and that I was willing to buy them all a drink. After I bought them their drink, they seemed excited and asked me many questions about my hole in one. Really milking it, I spoke all about the beautiful shot, how the little baby fade, landed soft, checked upon the green and then went into the hole at perfect dead weight. Not once did I mention it was actually my third off the tee. Am I in the wrong here? Should I feel guilty about this? Please let me know. No, you've you completely forgiven straight away. I think, uh, yeah, it's not. I mean, it's what a mad story. You've dunked in the water. You've stepped up there, third shot, gone in the hole. You've made your par, happy as days. And in your playing group, you've not tricked anybody. Yeah. In my brain, you don't even have to buy anyone any drinks. Nope. Like, he shouldn't feel responsible for going in the clubhouse and buying people drinks, if I'm honest with you. So the fact that then he's gone into the pub, the fact that his mate has said, oh, yeah, my pal's just had a hole in one, he's kind of just going with the flow. Yeah. Bought them all a drink, presumably. That's what he said, doesn't it? Yes. Yeah, you've, you can have that on me. That's fine. Absolutely not, not a problem at but, all. Do you think, though, it would have been even a better story to say, well, actually, no, guys, it didn't have a hole in one. What happened was I fired it into the water, then placed one down, and then got a three. No, I don't... That, you, it's a bit of a uh, kind of an old wives' tale, isn't it? It's a bit of a fish story. Yeah. Every, every fisherman went in the pub after a, a hard fish, <laughs> <laughs> if that's what you call it. I said, oh, yeah, fish. I caught... It was in, this In reality, big. they caught a little tiddler, and they've come in and suddenly they caught a sh- shark. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? So, yeah, if, he, if he's going in there and pretending, pretending he's caught a shark for the day... Who who are we to condemn him? We've all caught a shark. No, I agree. It's not not really a bad one. I feel like this guy must be an. I don't want to say his name, but he must be a nice guy to to feel almost guilty about that. The only thing I, I do feel so well, I feel sorry for him is the fact that forever now, someone says, "Have you ever hold in one?" He's kind of got to say, "Well, no, but yeah," or oh. "Well, yeah, but no." Like that must because it it is a hold in one. I know. He's played from the correct tee. He's got the ball in the hole in a shot, but obviously it's his third. That must be the worst thing ever. That. He's got there, isn't it? I told you, I think I don't have to say this on the podcast, but I've had a fake albatross one time. I think you know you about told this. Me, but yeah, remember. It was um, at my old club, it was a par five, and hit this quite a nice drive. And I had about, let's say, 2.30 left into the hole. And I didn't really have a shot that would get me there. So I thought, I'm going to play like a three quarter kind of hybrid and just float one in. And I literally topped it five yards in front of me into a foe bunker. I thought, well, I'm still behind me. I'll have another go at that shot because it's all I'd like to have in the locker. So I dropped another ball down, hit this really nice hybrid three quarters. It just popped up. It was quite sunny, quite warm. Bounced and rolled straight into the hole. So it hold out from like 230 yards, which counted for absolutely nothing. Yeah, because you're not going to... If someone said if you had an albatross... Yeah, if not, but... But holding one's a different question. Holding one it? is an absolute it's different, different question. Fish. I feel sorry for him. I mean, a bit... <laughs> going back... It almost be a bit like um, playing 
playing St. Andrews on a simulator. And if somebody <laughs> says to you, you play St. Andrews, you go, oh yeah, play St. Andrews. Well, you're not really, have you? you what, simulator? simulator holding ones? No, I don't. No, I'm not having them. It's all computerized. Like, yeah. I mean, you've got to have hit a good shot, you presume, but it's it's all computerized. I don't think they're fixed as such. Well, every hundred shot goes in like a fruit machine. Yeah, imagine <laughs> just to keep you carry on. One playing. more go. One more go. Um, but yeah, no, I think I think there is obviously some skill involved in that. But a simulator, typically, it, you've hit a number of shots, haven't you? Like. You know, it's a, it's a nice flat lie. There's yeah. no wind. There's no conditions. It's not uphill, downhill. It's just hit into a screen and see what happens. You close your laptop, you're done. You let your no, no. You, you, you laptop's you know down, arms folded, <laughs> Rick's done for the day. It's 20 minutes. That's all you're getting this week, guys. <laughs> I don't, to be honest, I don't always know why I've got my laptop. You don't need it. What, no, what's I don't the know. reason? Well, that's the thing. I was just there flicking through like... <laughs> you don't, what, flicking through what? Uh, analytics for the oh, YouTube right. channel. <laughs> um, but like, I was like, what, what am I doing here? Why, why am I not... Why am I bothering even looking? Um... Yeah, no, I think, unfortunately, for, for that young man, it's not hole-in-one. And I think you've summarised it quite well recently. If there's an asterisk next to it, it's just not one, is it? Well, that's it. We get a lot of this again on the Facebook group. And if you're not a member of the Facebook group, join. Uh, go <laughs> All on, of your excitement. Go, go on Facebook, <laughs> the Rick Shields Golf Show podcast. We've got a group. You can join it and get part of the banter. Loads, um, too much. In fact, there's all, there is too much banter. In fact, don't start. come. Yeah, don't. Don't, come. don't join it. It almost makes me feel dizzy how much banter there is. I go on the, I go on to Facebook sometimes feeling dead calm and relaxed. It's like half six at night. I just have my tea. I go have a quick look on the Facebook group. Next thing I come off and I'm like, whoa, 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 whoa. It's just banter. It's too banter, much. Banter hangover. Um, but I've actually got a good dear Rick. Do it. And this is one that's like not really necessarily needs an answer as such, but more your opinion. Okay. So, um, morning, Ricking guys, who's obviously sent in the morning from a very uh, <laughs> punctual listener. Um, we have just had our end of season club presentation night, which was a great evening um, until the most contentious award. Oh, the most improved golfer. Okay. There were three golfers in the running for this award, all at various ages and length of time they've played golf. Okay. This is the first awards evening since the first lockdown. Um, so all the golfers have had about 18 months of practice before this award was given. I won't mention any as names. If they're all, as if they're all <laughs> practicing just yeah. to get this award. <laughs> most improved golf. I almost feel like most improved awards. Are a bit like When I was a kid at football and I was rubbish, it's like, oh, you can have most improved footballer. Correct. Yeah, you kicked it once today. Yeah. Well done. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I won't mention any names. It wouldn't be right. But here's the three players in for the running. Player one. <laughs> at the start of lockdown one, they're off handicap of 26. Okay. And now they're off 10. Decent. Just just before we go into this, was the world handicap system in place at the start of the first lockdown? I feel like it was. I even yeah, it was. I think anymore. it was 2020. So yeah, this is all new handicap. Player two, at the start of lockdown one, they're off 5.9. Okay. At the presentation day, they're off scratch. Decent. And player three, at the start of lockdown one, was 12 and now the five. So go through those again. 26 to 10. Yeah. Six to scratch, 12 to five. I can almost picture the three people in my head. Go on then, elaborate, please. I feel like the, the six to scratch is a young lad. Okay. 16-year-old, having the dreams of becoming a best player What's in the world. What's he called? Chad. <laughs> I forgot, William American. <laughs> Surname, have you got a thought with that? Uh, Williamson. Okay, nice. <laughs> so Chad Williamson. <laughs> um, I feel like... At 16 years old, he's wanting to he's wanting to make it. Mm-hmm. He's he's got quit, into the game. Quit, quit baseball to get him into his golf <laughs> or cricket, and then he um he, he's just grinded. Like yeah. he's in that age where he can go every week. Like 
having lessons, watching every single YouTube video, has the latest and greatest. Definitely has a, an electric trolley these days. Yeah. Like a motor caddy or something. Because yeah. they all do, don't they? Of course they, they do. They're 16-year-olds. Yeah, yeah, I did I, at 16. I don't, I, you didn't? You did. Did you not? No! My golf course was unbelievably hilly. And I was, at the, I was taking it quite seriously in my golf. So if I'm walking four miles up a hill with a golf bag on my back, my performance oh my is not good on top We used to pick on the kids with electric trolleys. We used to turn the clubs upside down and put them in the wrong way around. <laughs> if Motor Caddy want to sponsor the podcast again, <laughs> Rick will change his tune. At the minute he's not sponsoring us, don't buy an electric trolley. Bully people that use them. I don't bully him anymore, but I did. <laughs> when you got it on the cast, when you had headlock, I was like, Rick, why I got the guy in the headlock? Oh, use the power caddy. <laughs> oh, yeah, people. no, I still put people with power caddies in the Not no caddy, though, obviously. yeah, fair play, admittedly. <laughs> so, 16, he's got all the latest and greatest. Mum and dad are fairly wealthy. Um, <laughs> I was going to say, I can't send a podcast. He's <laughs> <laughs> mum's a milf. Oh, wow. That's just somebody did that out. Um, <laughs> Ex-lady captain. And then, um, yeah, so that's who that's who Chad is. Yeah. Okay, he's never going to make it. He's just not. He's just not got the minerals. He's a bit angry as well when he misses a shot. Oh, 100%. Port. Ginger. <laughs> <laughs> Don't know I just think he would be. Okay. So, Ginger Chad. So he's gone from... Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a T-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your health care. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Six to scratch, right? That's yeah. the first person. Yeah. Okay. Player one was 26 but to there's, 10. There's a few controversial drops that Chad's has. Oh, <laughs> okay. so we're going to lose that actual story. Yeah, we'll carry on. Um, 26 to 10, who's that? So he is fo- ex-footballer. Okay. Who's just got back into the game. Mm-hmm. Bit lad. Like, everyone everyone mm-hmm. wants to be him, right? Yeah. And he's gone out and he's, and he's bought 
hefty. He's gone PXG. Right, mm. he's doing all right for himself. He's now he's not an ex footballer. He's not an ex footballer more. He's a football agent. Okay, okay. He's working with the best players. Like he, he's living the life. Pulls up with a big Range Rover. He's called like Lawrence, um, Lawrence Thompson Tomkinson. <laughs> <laughs> so Lawrence like was going to make it. Yeah, used to be signed up for United. Yeah. got dropped when he was younger. Had a bad leg injury, but he's come back into football now. His mates have played for years. He got going. 26 was always a bit of a controversial handicap at first. He had some natural ability. Very natural, yeah. right? And he's just he's just playing a lot. Yeah. He's, he's one of those ones. He's played that full top 10 list of the exclusive golf clubs yeah. in his first year because he knows all the connections. And he's just his handicap's just dropping. Plays like a Harry Maguire sometimes. Uh, yeah, why not? Eh? Yeah. And he's just Knows dropping. Harry Kane's brother. Right? <laughs> yeah. And his handicap's just like dropping like crazy. So he's off 10. And then number three was 12 down to five. So this is... Phil Philip mm-hmm. um, Maguire, <laughs> Philip Jones. Okay, okay. Philip, plays for Man United as well. <laughs> oh no! <laughs> How weird is that? Um, Philip Donaldson. Okay, <laughs> now Philip is a stat man. Okay, a bit of a Rob Potter vibe. I'm he feeling. is a stat man. Yeah. He is at the range every day, all day. He has lessons. He wants to know the grind of his wedges, the loft of each golf club. Like he, he watches TXG a lot. Yeah, like TXG, he doesn't even subscribe to the Rich Shields Golf Show. Channel. I know we actually talked to TXG with unsubscribe from Rich Shields if anything. <laughs> um, Chad's definitely into. He calls it tripe power videos. <laughs> and Lawrence, like Lawrence, doesn't he watches a few but wouldn't ever. Admit to That's being a subscriber. Guy. Yeah, he wouldn't. Okay. He wouldn't commit to being a subscriber. Yeah, but he watches a lot. <laughs> I like uh, how they've had to become somehow involved in our channel. To... So then Philip, he is. He's not into us at all. He doesn't like. He doesn't like all the the gimmicky clubs that we review, and he's just been working really hard in his game a lot. What What was his handicap from two? Twelve to five. Yeah. So he's like, he's never going to get any better than five. Okay. Like five is his limit because he he only really he desperately wants to hit the ball further. We can only really maximise like club head speed at 102 so he like hits it like 245 on the fly okay so to go back through the players we've got 26 to 10 Chad no Lawrence no 26 yep yep okay yep 6 to scratch was Chad, Chad. and then 12 to 5 was Philip Philip who do you think that was a bit weird who do you think think should win now then I'll tell you who did win most improved player <clears throat> ooh I think well, this this is where it gets complicated, though. So Lawrence had a falling out with the committee. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> because he parts his L- L- Range Rover in the captain's spot once. Yeah, of course. So he's, he's, not, he's not the the golf club's favourite. Just for one sec, take the story out of it for a minute. <laughs> Who do you think should win it actually in reality? And then we'll come back to the story. <laughs> <laughs> nobody knows who Philip is. Like, nobody knows what he looks like. He just turns up at, and like, if he picked up the prize, he'd be like, who's this guy? I've never yeah. seen him before. But he, he's a member at two clubs. Yeah, Chad, everyone knows him. <laughs> Nobody particularly likes him. He snaps his golf clubs now and again. Um, but he's re- the golf clubs love him. Chad's going to win it. So, you, but just take the story for one side again. <laughs> <laughs> you think the guy that's gone from six to scratch should win in general, real terms? No, they don't. I think Lawrence should win. So twenty-six to ten. Yeah, he just gets a bad rap. Well, but I can I think, tell you, I think Chad will win it. The actual winner of the real thing in reality, in real world, not in Rick's brain, was the guy that went from five point nine to scratch. So Chad. you're Chad, yeah, 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 no, yeah, hundred percent, yeah. I, I agree with that. I think his mum was on the committee. <laughs> <laughs> twenty-six to ten is impressive in a year. Well, eighteen months is very impressive, but it's doable. Yeah. 12 to 5, again, is doable. I think 6 to scratch is hard because 
there's a lot of guys that are off six who might get to four, and that's just kind of where they'll stay then forever. Maybe go up and down a little bit, but to get to scratch is really good. The only thing that takes a little bit of shine off this for me, and I'm struggling to get my head around it, is it's the new handicaps, yeah. if that makes it. In the old days, I kind of knew really what that would take. <laughs> yeah, old world. Yeah. That was good. Well done, Chad. Well done, Chad. Lines, I wonder if you actually, imagine if you're actually called Chad. I don't think he will be called Chad, um, but who knows, he may be. Speaking of improved players, <laughs> players getting awards... I saw something the other day, and I'm kind of going to start a new campaign. Okay. This is going to be a new part of the, the, the podcast, um, a new series of, I don't know what it can be called, so if anyone wants to help me with this, I'm struggling, uh, email podcast at rickshields.com. But I want, you know, we talked about how the Tommy Fleetwood Appreciation Society. Yeah. I actually want to join and uh, create a real legitimate society for something. Okay. So, what for? DJ Singh. <laughs> I want to form the VJ Singh Appreciation Society. Yeah, the VAP, the V VJ AS, AS. Anyway, do I tell you why that is? Yeah. <laughs> um. So let me. St- this doesn't sound very good so far, but trust me, it gets okay, good. Okay. So the other day, I was on Twitter scrolling as you do, and I saw something that was. The world number one at the end of the year, right? So December of each year from like 2000 to to modern day. As you can imagine, the 2000s, it had like a picture of the person. I saw this. It was a flurry of red, tiger in a red red t-shirt, red polo. Other than 2004, and there was your friend of mine, Vijay Singh. (laughs) And I was 13 in the majority of 2004. I turned 14 towards the back end of the year. So I do remember VJ Singh being class. Yeah. I really do. But I was probably still a little bit too young, but like with the Tiger era, to appreciate how good he was. So I got a little bit of research, have a look online. Okay. In the year 2004, VJ Singh was absolutely unreal at golf. And I almost feel, although I'm a massive, 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 massive Tiger fan, I feel like he doesn't get maybe the recognition he deserves. Okay. To the point where I said to Harry before off camera, I said, do you know VJ Singh? He's like, oh, that old golfer guy. Something like that. And I was like, yeah, how do you know he is? He went, oh, I used to see him on Tiger Woods PJ Tour game. <laughs> Which is fine. Yeah. But in the year 2004, he won nine times. Decent. So he won in February, in April, in May, in August. He then won the PJ Championship in August. He then won three times in September. And then he went in October, and he finished the year world number one. And think he, how did good... Did he go on the April after and win the Masters? Um, no, the Masters no. was actually a couple of years before in 2000. Okay. But he basically... I mean, and think how good Tiger yeah, was yeah. then as well. You had your Ernie Els, Retief Goosens, yeah. Phil Mickelsons. This was a serious era. Adam Scott, Mike Weir, Stuart Singh. Loads of these guys were knocking around. And he was that dominant. And I then looked online, it's all Wikipedia spash, but I then looked at PJ Tour wins in a season the most. Now, there is some um, mad ones of Byron Nelson, I think, won 24 in one oh year God. or something, but there's kind of a slight asterisk next to that because it was when um, the World War was on and a lot ah, of the golfers went to war. He won 18, sorry. But in the modern era, in the kind of realistic modern era, the most in a season is nine, and that's by Tiger in 2000 and VJ in 2004. Everybody talks about, and rightly so, the Tiger was 2000 yeah, of years. Course. Why don't we talk more about VJ Singh? I do. Made a good point there. So I just want to get some recognition on VJ Singh's name. A lot of people sleep on VJ Singh. And <laughs> these young kids knocking around go, oh, is that guy that was on a game a few years ago? We need to somehow, I don't know how we do this, but get VJ Singh 
the recognition he deserves. See if he'll come on the podcast. I would love to. I'd love to get a trophy made and give it to him. Um, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I just feel passionately about this. No, I can tell. You're scrolling. I'm looking at VJ Singh. All right. Um, he is 58 year old. Yeah. Because hasn't he done well now on the Champions Tour? He's done well on the Champions Tour. Yeah. Um. Yeah, fair so that, that's it. I, I think if you're listening to this podcast and you're younger and you don't quite know who VJ Singh is, I suggest you have a read about him, watch some videos, and let's keep his name well, at it, the top. Top where it should be. One. So just go on his Twitter. Yeah, PJ Tour golfer, obviously. For sponsorship inquiries, email such an email. Let's email. Why don't we sponsor him? Yeah. <laughs> let's get him on the podcast. Imagine we sponsored by the Rick Shields Golf Show podcast. But imagine though, like how good he must have been. Anyway, that was just my little um, story for today that I want to start a society. If anyone wants to join me and, and be part of it, feel free. I don't know what we'll do. We'll have like, maybe monthly meetings and we can talk about VJ Singh and stuff like that. <laughs> monthly meetings. <laughs> you've, you've, that was a curveball, that one today, guy. I didn't expect that. Well, it's it. moving swiftly on from VJ to my favourite golfer, and we have to talk about him every week to the dismay of some other people listening. We've had a few comments about this, but obviously every week we mention Tiger. And the new Tiger news is that this week he will be playing in the PNC yes. tournament with his young boy, Charlie. And VJ's playing in that. Of course. I didn't. I'm, I don't know anything about VJ singing, really. <laughs> I didn't know he was playing. Um, but if you remember last year, Tiger and, and Charlie teed it up, and I was actually watching the clips back on YouTube the other day at the weekend of how good Charlie Woods so is. So good. Now, he's had another year to practice his game without impression on this young lad. How old is he, like 12 or 13, is he now, yeah, Charlie? Yeah, probably is about that age now, yeah. His golf swing is absolutely Ridiculous. unreal. If you've not seen it before, go onto YouTube and type in Tiger Woods PNC and you'll find the videos are like two 10-minute videos are really good. And it's back this week. So there's Tiger. He's playing with his son. Yeah. Do you want to know some names? Go on. Right. Bubba Watson and Wayne Ball. Not quite sure. I don't know who that's that is. called Wayne Ball. Is that his son? It must be, oh, yeah. right. David Deval and Bradley Deval. Gary Player. Sorry, I'll, I'll tell you I'll do it. Gary and Jordan Player. Mm-hmm. Henrik and Carl Stenson. Mm-hmm. Jim and Tanner Furick. John and John Daly. Yeah, little John Daly's class. Justin and Mike Thomas, who won it last year. Yeah. Lee and Daniel Trevino. Mark and Sean O'Mara. Matt and Cameron Kucher. Nelly and Peter Corder. All right, nice. Was, I think that's... Her dad? Yes. Because um, one of the corders got married this weekend, but I don't think it was Nelly. Um, Nick and Matthew Faldo, or Sir Nick Faldo, Matthew Faldo. <laughs> Nick and Greg Price. Podrake and Paddy Harrington. Oh, nice. That's a good one, isn't it? Uh, Rich and Michael Beam. Stuart, I'm not, there's only the last few. <laughs> Stuart and uh, Regent, Regent Sink. Tom and Sean Lehman. Tom and Michael Watson. Tiger and Charlie Woods. Nice. And VJ and Quaz sing. So I'm going to cheer on for VJ sing. Um, <laughs> but did you also see Tiger's real caddy, Joey LaCarve, yeah, in the cool bag, and his son is going to be on Charlie's bag, which he did last year as well. Um, I'm excited just, to see him play. I, I'm actually more excited to see Charlie play than Tiger, because I, I imagine Tiger's going to take it very easily. I think he'll be riding a cart. Yeah. Um, but to watch him play, I mean, again, you can't put pressure on the young lad, he's so young, but the way he swings it and the, his mannerisms are so similar to Tiger, it's unbelievable. Well, it's like in those interviews that he did with Henny and they were, they were talking about Charlie and how he's getting on with his golf and this, that and the other, and he said, like, obviously, like, most teenagers, he gets angry and gets annoyed. Yeah. But then Tiger turned around and said, that's all right, you can do that, but as long as the next shot to you is more important yeah. than breathing, <laughs> that's all that matters. Yeah. Imagine your dad saying that to you. Your next shot is more important than breathing. Madness. He's going to go on to, yeah. If, if, he, if he can take 
an ounce of that well, competitive spirit of Tiger was going to be unbelievable. I thought you were going to bring another topic to the podcast today. This idea Sorry. how... Fucking <laughs> <laughs> hell. This idea how famous footballers... Ah, okay, yeah. We often, often bring up mm. famous footballers. Yeah. We, we tried this. We, so we, we had a chat with Tommy Fleetwood around. We, we were chatting with Tommy Fleetwood, as you do. Having lunch, just chilling. Um, and I was saying about how in boxing, it's quite common that certain boxers have boxer fathers. Yeah. So you've obviously got... Um, Chris Eubank. Chris Eubank, Chris Bank, Eubank Jr. Nigel and Connor Ben. Uh, Ricky Hatton's son. Uh, Math- um, what's he called? Ricky Hatton's son. Um, I can't remember. Ricky Hatton's son has just started boxing. It's quite a lot. It's quite like an, you know, a known thing. Yeah. Uh, you know, Floyd Mayweather's dad was a boxing, boxing yeah, trainer, yeah. I believe, all that kind of stuff. Even like Tommy Fury. And, yeah. Or Tyson Fury's dad. dad. Lee was a boxer, yeah. yeah. Um, and then in football, there's there's quite a lot of footballers who go on to be successful whose fathers were footballers. So obviously you've got Peter Schmeichel and uh, Casper Schmeichel. Um, you've got Fra- Frank Lampard and Frank Lampard Jr. Yeah. Uh, Alex Oxlade-Chamberlain's dad was a footballer. Mark Chamberlain, I think he was called. There's, there's a lot of footballers. Yes. Um in golf, there's very, very, very few. Tommy actually reeled up. Was it Bill and Jay Haas? There was a couple, yes. but not many. And it got me thinking that, like, it, again, it's not as simple as, but if you are a professional boxer yeah. and you have a son, and from the age of three, they are in the boxing gym, going on the pads and understanding the simple bits of boxing, and it becomes almost like like walking to them. It looks like it appears to be there's a chance they may go on to be it's, it's decent yeah. at boxing. Same with football. Now, I know, again, there's going to be some, obviously, things that will inherit speed and whatever it might be. But, again, a lot of footballers have had sons that go on to be excellent footballers. We know that most golfers who have children play to some level. Yeah, well, I almost think they all do. They seem to do. Like, most famous golfers will have their kids playing golf. Yeah. But most professional golfers do. i tell you what, there is a lot of golf pros who yeah. now are famous playing pros. Such as Justin Thomas. Yeah, his dad. Like his dad, Mike Thomas, is a PGA golf professional who has coached him from obviously when he was young. And I'm sure there's many more examples. But there's not many have been famous golfers who now have famous kids playing out on tour. I'm sure we'll get an influx of people saying, oh, well, the, yeah, the people such a body. Well, even in football, what's the guy... Um, Erling Haaland, who plays for Dortmund, is like one of the most famous footballers in the world. I mean, his dad was a footballer as yeah. well. Um, and he, but it's not even like they just play at a decent level. It's at like the top of their league. Yeah. And even like you look at some of the footballers now, like Cristiano Ronaldo's kids are in like United Academy. Mm. And like um, it, the, the big thing that happened this weekend, Robbie Savage, his son, Charlie Savage, um, got his debut at Man United at Old Trafford yeah. in, the, in the Champions League match against Young Boys, I think it was. So it's like... That kind of sparked the conversation. Um, what's interesting, is it is it now where we're going to see this big wave coming through, do you think? Well, that's what I was going to get. There will be people, like you said, who will email in, I'm sure, who can give us a few examples. Yeah. Like, And that's, that's great, because there will be. But there's definitely, without question, loads more footballers who've gone on to have sons who play yeah. professionally than there is golfers at a top level. It's even going back to F1, Mick Schumacher. Yeah. Michael Schumacher's son. Yeah. Like he's in, he was... He was not competing just yet properly, but he's he's there. He's in the race. Well, is it is it then because with golf, you know, you might have the genetics to some degree, but it, it just takes so much more than just being. I don't know. Is I it the, the practice? Skills is it the, that you learn are much harder to to learn? Should I say? So skills that you require are much harder to learn. Possibly, yeah. Where to learn to race a race car, it's 
it's there it's there isn't it do you know what i mean like the skills to yeah I race don't. a race car you can be taught those skills you still have to have some natural I mean, talent. The other angle is, I mean, obviously, it's clearly very, very, very hard to get to the top level of professional football or boxing. Of course it is. But, like, I suppose as a footballer, a lot of your practice is done in a team where you will get told what to do. And obviously some of them will go on and practice out of, you know, on their own and stay doing free kicks or whatever. But golf, you have to do it on your own, don't you, really? Yeah. And you have to have that want and that desire. And like Tommy said, that he was practicing all conditions. He wanted to be as good as he could be. Is it again that if you're born into a family where your father's a famous golfer and he's worth multi millions of quid, although you might like golf, you may not have that desire to go out and practice for six, seven, eight hours a day yeah. in the rain like your dad would have done potentially? Yeah. Is it is that the reason? I don't know. The other final little one, and I, and this is probably quite a cynical look at it. Do you think if you in football, if you have a famous surname? You get spotted a little bit easier by the scouts. Possibly. Do you do you su- do you suddenly get a little bit of a leg up just because of your surname? Yeah. Rightly or wrongly, do you get some more advantages? Let's say because let's say a scout goes and watches a match and suddenly they see on the st- start sheet Cristiano Ronaldo Junior. Yeah, yeah. They're going to watch Cristiano Ronaldo Junior, aren't they? Hundred percent. Where in golf you can't do that. Like if if Ian Poulter's son Luke wants to then go and play in the Open. His dad can't influence that, can That's he? The, the only thing, yeah, no, he, he, he'd have he to do it off his own merit, to, wouldn't he? He has to do it off his own merit. So the only thing he could say, then, and that is definitely true, is that someone's, again, Luke Poulter, for example, Ian Poulter's son, he is, you'd think, going to have the best equipment, the best coaches, the yep. best facilities at home. Yep. So although he might not get necessarily invited to go and play in the tournaments, he still should have the best chances. Yeah. And he looks like he's going to be a really good golfer. Yeah, he, so he, he might go. I don't know. It's just something that caught me. I mean, there's other sports as well. I'm sure there's loads of examples where people don't necessarily have sons that go on to be champions. But I just thought compared to certainly football. Well, even that thing, Max Verstappen. His dad was a racing was driver. He? Yeah. Who just won the F1. This, I feel like I want to talk about F1 a lot. but The only thing with F1, I suppose, is <laughs> he couldn't really use it is because how many kids at school start playing football or playing basketball or playing even golf, whereas no kid plays F1 unless there's a re- does F1 unless there's a reason why yeah. your father would get you into it. Because I'm sure Hamilton's dad was a, had a go-kart yeah. thing or something. Well, that's how they all started. That's what I mean. Go so you, you, you wouldn't even have the chance to start, you wouldn't think. Yeah, like I, like I want, I'm, I'd love my little boy or all my girls obviously to get into like go-karting and stuff. I think I'd really, really, I think I'd really, really enjoy that's that. That's a random one. But, yeah. but I've got no, but I, can, I don't know how to do that. They would, well, I would either need to force it on them to a degree, take them to the go karting track every single weekend because they're not going to do it at school, are they? Oh yeah, <laughs> they've formed one at uh, go karting <laughs> school, are they? Um, anyway, I'm a bit. I was a bit annoyed about the Formula One. Go on, have your little minute of Formula One. I, I'm a very, very new fan, so at the moment, I feel like this season has definitely caught my attention, and I think F1 do some incredible things that I would love to see golf do a little bit more of. Like, I, I, very little time spending watching F1. I feel like I know a lot of the racers mm-hmm. already. And that's straight. I don't think I don't get that in other sports because... The, There's a the, smaller field though, isn't there? So 20 odd yeah. racers. But like you get to learn about them. You get some really good interviews about them. You get a little bit of rivalry. Like mm-hmm. you get, even even when they're out on the track and, they, and they're doing the radio back to the team, such a body's just done this. and so It's like, great. I, like, I almost feel like they're going to get out of the cars and fight. Like, <laughs> That'd be a good spot. Like, it feels like that's how much, like, they hate each other. Like, it's, mm-hmm. it's some do anyway. Certainly, like, Lewis and Max seem to obviously not particularly be friends, but, like, it's so, like, 
exciting and the way they film it and the way they put it all together and like all these things. So, you know, you're asking last week about our DRS. I don't um, know what it meant. Yeah. So apparently what happens, if your car is one second closer to another car and you're in a certain zone on the track, you get DRS, which is down... Oh, God. Something. Drag. Right. Something about drag, right? And you have a flap on the back of your car that flattens. Oh, my days. And you can go faster to overtake them. Oh, so wow. that is an advantage to the car behind. Like, how mad is that? Yeah. Like... It, it's like it's it's all geared for drama. I mean, there was all a bit of a kind of a farce at the end when the rules officials got involved and stuff. But I feel like it's all about the drama, and you just don't get that in golf. Like, yeah, there's definitely ways, obviously, that um, that golf can. Be, we've talked this loads of times that golf can become more entertaining, mm. and there's obviously these plans in place from different people that want to try and make it that way. I'm not quite into F1 yet. Maybe next year I'll give it a go. Yeah, um, I, I, it might not continue for me next year. It might fizzle out. And to be honest, I really had a bit of taste in my mouth after the weekend. But it was like, everything that goes on, like, it is bloody exciting. I'll tell you what's mad as well. This was crazy. Just before the race, like, they open, like, the, the all the cars are on the start line. And, and they open the track up to, like, everybody. I can't believe they do this. You had, like, Stormzy there. You had, like, Patrice... Patrice Ever there. Oh you had like um who else was there? Uh Usain Bolt was there. Like you're like, this is bloody madness. <laughs> like, how are you all here moments before the race is about to go? Yeah, that's mad. But yeah, it's good fun. <laughs> you know, I've got a vision then of like, you know, you have your little phase of like it was footy and badminton and F1. I feel like you're gonna like next year, like say March, for example, you'd be like walking around the Trafford Centre and somebody's a bit behind the podcast. But oh, sees yeah. you, will come up to you and go, and they'll say, oh, hiya, Rick, nice to see you. And you're like, hiya, yeah, can I get a picture of you? Yeah, yeah. Oh, and they'll go, uh, oh, it's watching the F1 tomorrow. And you'll be like, no, quit that fucking, that was <laughs> yeah. six months ago. Well, that's the thing. People are like, say about darts, like, that I was know, a long, darts. long time well, Yeah, we've had, we've had a lot of little phases, haven't we? But, um, yeah, I, I did like it, I did, but it wasn't, I was a bit frustrated at the end. Anyway, that was F1. Never mind. Um, we potentially, potentially, might have an exciting trip this week. We could, well, people thought we had an exciting trip when I took that picture of you with your monster and raisins. We might be doing that in real life. In real life. We might be doing that in real life. So if you know what monsters and raisins means, that could be happening this week, potentially. In fact, we not even talked about that exciting trip, did we? I know we can't talk about we it We can talk lots. about it. We can talk about the fact that we went to Basingstoke. I don't know, give it away. We can say what we did. <laughs> we can say we saw the new TaylorMade driver, I think. All right, can we? Well, yeah. We saw the new TaylorMade driver this For week. Next year. But we, um, I, well, I, I we've seen a few brands now. Since, yeah, let's just say we've seen Cobra. Yes, we've seen Callaway. Yes, we've seen TaylorMade. Yes, that's pretty much everyone in it. That's who we've seen. And that's all there is to see. I think really that's for, coming for out new, this, for the New Year. Um, products starting to arrive. Testing mm. will start to commence. Videos will start to be made. Yeah, see what happens. Yeah, there's actually somebody's just tried to put a picture in the Facebook group of a driver, which I can't say what brand it is, but we've had to decline. It. Obviously, people. So people like to see things early, don't they? And share pictures so that they've yeah. kind of seen it first. But we just can't accept them because we have to sign an embargo form, yeah, uh, so NDA have, form thing. So, so, yeah, a lot of bit, uh, I've seen a lot of DMs this week going, oh, Rick, this is the new TaylorMade driver. And I'm mm. like, well, yeah. And like, share it if you want to. I'm like, yeah, I can't share yeah. it because it's like, it's, it's, um, I don't know. I don't always like those shared pictures too much. Certainly when they're crap quality. It's it is exciting though. The brands don't like it because they want to show it in their full glory and tell yeah. all the innovation story. As a fan, 
there is something exciting about I get excited every year about seeing the new drivers. I don't quite know why that is, but I do. I like seeing leaked pictures off the conforming list better yeah. than actual in-hand pictures. Really? In the black yeah, and white? I just feel like, yeah, because I just feel like there's still a bit of mystery there. Mm. Well, when you see it and it's like some lad in the pro shop's just taking it and it's it's not the best camera quality, not the best lighting, a crap angle because they've tried to like slide it under the desk. Yeah. I think they look really crap. Well, that is a video we've got hopefully coming fairly soon. We're going to do some testing some older clubs as well. Oh, yeah. Um, because again, a lot of people know these new drivers that come out, and we've not reviewed them yet, so we can't speak about the new ones, you know, for 2022. But certainly, 2021 models they, they looked great and they mm. performed nicely. But there's not much difference between those and drivers Minimal. from a number of years ago. Um, so again, so I talked about before how people want the latest and want to have stuff, and golf can be expensive, which it can be, but you don't have to have the latest and greatest to no. still hit the ball a long way and shoot decent scores. Gonna have fun. Yeah. Um, short one today. I think it is a short one today. Got some busy stuff to be cracking on with. We have. So, um, what the time, Harry? Oh, not that short. That's nice. Yeah, you got two hours last week, everyone. Yeah, no. Stop whinging. Yeah. Stop whinging. Stop crying about it. Don't bother me. You got 52 minutes. That's good. Enjoy <laughs> That's the rest dead of your, good. Enjoy the rest of your day, and we'll see you next week. And if you've got a motorcaddy or anything like that, Rick's going to punch you. Yeah. Dead hard. <laughs> not motorcaddies. But yeah. <laughs> yeah, I will. Yeah, I did. <laughs> that was very nice. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 